0: This is um, part six, the thing I pointed to approximately 19 seconds ago. I don't know. Um, That's the playlist. That'll take you back to um, part one. I mean, it starts with part one and eventually leads to part six. And perhaps beyond unless this is the last episode in the series, but I don't think it will be. Um, I remember the last word was students. Ah, and there we are. The entries in the black books that immediately follow take up the task of the confrontation with his eye. And That's the letter I, not E-Y-E. I, in quotes. I is always in quotes. Not to toot my own horn, but in 1999 I went through a phase where I always put I, I in quotes. And I, hadn't, I wasn't aware that anybody else had ever done that before. Anyway, me and I, in quotes, um, it was in a poem. It's like a long, like rambling poem. If I remember it, I'll tell you. Okay. How's everybody doing, by the way? Uh, there's a, a thing that I recommend. It's here. Better than this. Probably. Maybe. Okay. Confrontation with his eye, of learning how to live with himself. In May, he attempted to reconnect with his soul. I'm just going to keep reading as if all of this is making sense. Seeking further counsel as to how to proceed. Unless he means his anima, the woman voice that told him it was art. Maybe that's what he means. All right. In June and July 1914, I'm reconnecting with my eye. And I'm trying to contact my soul. I mean, he said he was confused, so... I get it. Hmm. I'm not editing any of these throat clearings out, because this isn't Buddhist Books Podcast. And I gave Editor Edward far too much work to do last time. My plan is for the editing, like the long process, where it's longer than it took to record it. With Buddhist books, it's usually about half hour recording, but like 10 minutes-ish setting up, and then like five, 10 minutes, like putting everything back afterward. And then at least like an hour or longer to edit, depending on how fancy I decide to make it. So. Part of, and this is entirely selfish, part of the uh, my process here in deciding to do this is committing to just keeping myself from burping instead of just going ahead and burping and then editing it out afterward, like I do in Buddhist books. With this one, I want to do zero editing. That's... That's the goal, and maybe it like stylistically has some appeal to it. I don't know. So far, there's only one viewer of anything beyond the first episode, and spoilers—it's me. Continuing in May, yes, reconnect with your soul and uh, and fight with your eye. I get it. No, I. I it's fine. I'm just not sophisticated. You tell yourself that. Just kidding. Don't. It's a free brain in there. Do what you like. In June and July 1914, he had a thrice-repeated dream of being in a foreign land and having to return home quickly by ship, followed by the descent of an icy cold. In Liber Novus, he recounted these as follows the margin, mar- margin increasing, text size decreasing, indicating this is a quote. Um, so there's, this is Jung talking now. In the year 1914, in the month of June, at the beginning and end of the month, and at the beginning of July, I had the same dream three times. I was in a foreign land, And suddenly, overnight and right in the middle of the summer, a terrible cold descended from space. All seas and rivers were locked in ice. Every green living thing had frozen. The second dream was thoroughly similar to this, but the third dream at the beginning of July went as follows. I was in a remote English land. It was necessary that I return to my homeland with a fast ship as speedily as possible. I reached home quickly. In my homeland, I found that in the middle of summer, a terrible cold had fallen from space, which had turned every living thing into ice. There stood a leaf-beating, but fruitless tree, leaf-bearing, but fruitless tree, whose leaves had turned into sweet grapes full of healing juice through the working of the frost. I picked some grapes and gave them to a great waiting throng. That's the end of the quote, so I'm taking the opportunity to dramatically pause and take a sip of my coffee. Don't you hate it when people, like, slurp their drink or, like, munch on shit in videos? I mean, I know that some people, like, get off on it, I guess. There's, like, whole channels where people, like, whisper and chew into their microphone and stuff i mean it takes different strokes right different strokes for different folks is misophonia something that's conditioned by um by upbringing or do people are people born with that because i know that uh, my mom and my sister had it have it and had it my sister's alive my mom has passed away but anyway Um, so tenses, present tense and past tense as well. Uh, but my dad, I don't think he did, at least not when it comes to chewing, when it came to like the, the, that high pitched sound that the TV makes, that's not really repetitive. So I don't think it counts as misophonia, but, uh. On July tenth, nineteen fourteen, in Zurich, the Zurich Psychoanalytical Society voted fifteen to one to leave the International Psychoanalytic Association. (laughs) Zurichxit. Sorry. The reason given in the minutes for the secession was that Freud had established. An orthodoxy that impeded free and independent research. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The group was renamed the Association for Analytical Psychology. Jung was actively involved in this association, which met fortnightly, which I think is every two weeks, right? I guess when you're in a fort, one night is two weeks. I have no idea why it's a fortnight but anyway he also maintained a busy therapeutic practice during 1913 and 1914 he had been one and nine consultation he had between one and nine consultations per day five days a week with an average of five to seven patients He also worked on Saturdays, having no, so that's six days a week, sorry, he also worked on Saturdays, having no or few patients on Thursdays, so it's five days a week. Um, In 1918, he switched his free day to Saturday, like a normal fucking human, sorry. Sometimes it's nice to have your free day be like a day that's not free for everyone, so like places aren't crowded and stuff like you can go to Disneyland on a Tuesday, right? Right? The minutes of the Association for Analytical Psychology give no indication of the process that Jung was going through. He did not refer to his fantasies, and he continued to discuss theoretical issues in psychology. The same holds true in his surviving Correspondences during this period. Each year, he continued his military service duties. Duties. (laughs) He maintained his professional activities and family responsibilities during the day and dressed up as a bat and fought crime. Just kidding. And dedicated his evenings to his self explorations. I'm sorry, you can click away, I understand. All right. The rest of you who stayed, what's wrong with you? Just kidding. Indications are that this partition of activities continued during the next few years. In memories, which is in italics, indicating that maybe it's the title of something, Jung recalled, yes, that during this period, oh, right, okay. Excuse me. In memories, Jung recalled that during this period, his family and his profession, quote, always remained a joyful reality and a guarantee that I was normal and really existed. End quote. Yeah, I mean, for better or worse, it's good to have those reminders. In July 1914, Jung was in England to present some lectures. The question of different ways of interpreting fantasies, such as Jung's own, was the subject of a talk he presented on July 24 before the Psychomedical Society in London. Quote, on psychological understanding, end quote. Period. (laughs) New sentence. Sentence all by itself. London has a period after it, then, quote, on psychological understanding, period, end quote. Hmm. He contrasted Freud's analytic reductive method <clears throat> based on causality and the s- constructive method of the Zurich School. The shortcoming of the former was that through tracing things back to antecedent elements, only half of the picture was dealt with, and the living meaning of phenomena could not be grasped. Attempting to understand Goethe's Faust using Freud's method would be like trying to understand a gothic cathedral through its mineralogical aspect, right? The meaning, quote, only lives when we experience it in and through ourselves, end quote, in as much as life was essentially new. It could not be understood merely retrospectively. Hence, it was useful to look at, quote, how out of this present psyche a bridge can be built into its own future, end quote. Jung called this the constructive standpoint. This paper can be read both as Jung's rationale eh? rationale. Uh, for not embarking on a causal and retrospective analysis of his fantasies, and as a caution to those who might be tempted to do so. Presented as a critique and reformulation of psychoanalysis, Jung's new mode of interpretation linked back to the symbolic method of Swedenborg's spiritual hermeneutics. I like that word because it reminds me of hermeneubis. <clears throat> on July 28, Jung gave a talk on, quote, the importance of the unconscious in psychopathology at a meeting of the British Medical Association in Aberdeen, period. <laughs> He argued <clears throat> that in cases of neurosis and psychosis, the unconscious attempted to compensate the one-sided conscious attitude. Oh, maybe they'll explain that. It's ironic that it's like far easier to understand the ancient Buddhist scriptures at times. Um, talking about the eye, I'm fighting with my eye and trying to reconnect with my soul. It's like, and then reading these books as the nun sat on a fancy couch and Lord Buddha said don't sit on fancy couches unless you cut the legs off first because you're a nun. I'm like, okay. I understood that. That made sense. I mean, I, I don't know if I would act like that if I were leading a group of people. But ascetics in 6th century BC Bihar, probably. I don't know, maybe I would have been more like the Ajivika guy, I forget his name. Editor Edward, don't look that up because I'm not giving you more work to do. All right. Uh, yes, the unbalanced individual defends, defends himself against this and the opposites become more polarized the corrective impulses that present themselves in the language of the unconscious should herald the beginning of a healing process but the form in which they break through makes them unacceptable to consciousness wow yeah that's interesting i remember um i used to make reference to people who are so rebellious they rebel against common sense that um, surely there are aspects of mainstream religion for instance that should be outright rejected but there are other aspects that uh perhaps uh shouldn't thou shalt not commit adultery you know Uh, could be seen as a, a religious patriarchal arcane Uh, thing, but I mean, if you went through the ceremony and you made the promise, like, eh, it's a good one to uphold. It's not, you know, throw out uh, Moses and therefore throw out all 10 commandments. It's a good idea to take one day off every week, at least. I mean, two is nice. Um, Three is even nicer. And let me tell you, seven, seven is so nice that uh, after 5 years you don't know what to do with yourself and you start like recording yourself reciting fucking <laughs> one sec uh-huh. so yeah anyway um i had different values back Common sense. I think I was defending Christianity. My God. I've gone back and forth with that. I mean, my grandma was like, always keep Jesus in your heart. And I found this sort of loophole. See? Can you see it? The uh, <clears throat> occult version of Jesus on your heart. Right? A tattoo. Um, but my dad always—I mean, he made fun. Yeah, I, I think when you do voices, once you cross the line into sin, where do you draw the line? I mean, he was like imitating actual people and actually with what they said, but i, I think he was exaggerating the southern accent. But uh, the diocese would like more slaves, you know he does it better than me i wish i could go back with a tape recorder no i don't but uh yeah so i used to not pick on i guess i used to pick on uh there was a chinese guy at my school and he wore a cross or maybe it was a crucifix no it was a cross and uh i was like why are you wearing that i'm like you're chinese right he's like yeah my my parents were born in china i was born in u.s I was like how can you go from a religion that makes so much sense to one where they call you a sheep you know I mean that was that was me and I think I was 15 Um, and then I went through some processes you could say and then by the time I was 26 27 I remember I was in a bar, and Adam Musa was uh, ridiculing uh, Talia, I want to say, for being Catholic or for still believing in it, and um, and he was just like, you know, he's this big overbearing person. She was like, yeah, I just, you know, it's my beliefs, and uh, but then he's like, I started listening, and then I started re- rebutting. I'd I'd started involving myself in the conversation and uh, quoting ecumenical councils at him and stuff like that and then at the end of the night uh, He's like have a good night Edward and then he's like I said, he's a big guy So he shook my hand and held it tight and wouldn't let it go and was digging his thumb into the back of my hand And it left a mark that was there for like a week Then after that Whenever I'd call Chris, I'd be like, "Hey, what are you up to?" Oh, I'm just hanging out at Skybar. Oh, who's there? Uh, so and so, so and so, so and so. Adam? Which Adam? Adam Musa? Okay, well, I'm just gonna stay home tonight. You know, you know, that went on for I don't know six months or something, and then or longer. And then uh, one day I was like, ah, "I'm just gonna show up anyway." And then I showed up and I went and gave him a hug. And he seemed like he was like, mm, okay, you know, like he, he felt embarrassed that he had done that. He knew that he was, like, it was, it was at a bar, so obviously there was drinking involved. Oh, how did I get off on that topic? Um, where were we? The form in which they break through makes them unacceptable to consciousness. Right. So when your own internal, like, Jiminy Cricket... Like if your if your conscience takes the form of Jiminy Cricket, but your eye, let's say, hates crickets and Disney and cartoons, When it's decided that they're just evil and wrong, and Jiminy Cricket says, comes along and says, "Don't steal that money. Stealing is wrong. Imagine if." It were done to you, you wouldn't like it. You thought, like, fuck you, Jiminy Cricket, I'm gonna steal everything. Ah. Right? It, does that make sense? Or, like, you know, your internal father figure, like the, uh, what's his name, Eric Burney games people play as the, the adult, the parent, or the parent, the adult, and the child self. And when the child self is kind of running the show and. Uh, rebels against the parent voice and you don't even need an authority to come along and tell you you really you really should get a job you know you really should uh stop this behavior you know the child itself is like fuck you dad i'm gonna do it anyway but there's nobody there it's just you it's just you by yourself going fuck you dad and the dad in question is i don't know yeah I think maybe that's a little bit related to what he's saying here. That's all I'm saying <clears throat> for now. A month earlier, on June 28, Archduke Franz Ferdinand sounds like a very familiar name. I don't know why. The heir to Austrio, Austro-Hungarian Empire to the Austro- oh, Archduke, Archduke. Oh, right, not Archbishop or something. I was thinking some church official yeah archduke franz ferdinand he was the one that got got himself assassinated right or i'm on youtube i should say he got himself forcibly unalived by a young serbian gentleman is that pc i don't think serbia was a thing back then never mind Uh, yes 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 all right Um, was was assassinated by the student Gavrilo Princip, a 19-year-old Bosnian Serb. Oh, I guess Serbian wasn't the right word. Or maybe it is. Okay, period. On August 1st, war broke out. Jung returned from Scotland by ship. He first went to Holland. Concerned for the safety of Maria Mulzer, and accompanied her back to Switzerland, as he narrated in Liber Novus. Um, margin shrinking. Margin shrinking. Da, da, da. Margin shrinking. Isn't that how that song goes? In reality, now, it was so. At the time when the great war broke out between the peoples of Europe, I found myself in Scotland. Compelled by the war to choose the fastest ship and the shortest route home, I encountered the colossal uh, cold that froze everything. I met up with the flood, the sea of blood, and found my barren tree whose leaves the frost had transformed into a remedy. And I plucked the ripe fruit and gave it to you, and I do not know what I poured out for you, what bittersweet intoxicating drink which left on your tongues an aftertaste of... Years later, he told Maria Eliade, as a psychiatrist, I became worried, wondering if I was not on the way to doing a schizophrenia. As we said in the language of those days, (laughs) back in 1914, I guess that's what you would say. Good to know. I'm going to bring it back. It's about time. Um, Four dots, I was just preparing a lecture on schizophrenia to be delivered at a Congress in Aberdeen. And I kept saying to myself, quote, I'll be speaking of myself. Very likely I'll go mad after reading out this paper, end quote. The Congress was to take place in July 1914. Exactly the same period when I saw myself in my three dreams voyaging on the southern seas. On July 31st, immediately after my lecture, I leaned from the newspapers, I learned even from the newspapers that war had broken out. Finally, I understood, and when I you know, honestly, I've had you know I'm I'm not poo-pooing this. Uh, Dreams are something else. They can be. Um, yes. Um, on July 31st, immediately after my lecture. Okay, I read that. Finally, I understood. Yes. Um, and when I disembarked in Holland on the next day, nobody was happier than I. Now I was sure that no schizophrenia was threatening me. I understood that my dreams and my visions came to me from the subsoil of the collective unconscious. Ooh, the subsoil! Ooh! I've been saying collective unconscious my whole life, but I've just added a phrase at the beginning to that. The subsoil. It came from the subsoil of The collective unconscious. Nice. Four and a half stars. Whew, good stuff. Jung thought that his fantasy had depicted what would happen not to himself, but to Europe. Yeah, that was pretty bad. That it was a precognition of a collective event, what he would later call a, quote, big, end quote, dream after this realization he attempted someone said that to me once he attempted to see whether and to what extent this was true of the other fantasies that he experienced and to understand the meaning of this correspondence between his private fantasies and public events he took the outbreak of the war as a sign that his fear of going mad was misplaced. It was no exaggeration to say that war had been declared. Liber novus would in all likelihood not have been compiled. In 1954, while discussing active imagination, Jung said that, quote, the reason why the involvement looks very much like a psychosis is that the patient is integrating the same fantasy material to which the insane person falls victim because he cannot integrate it, but is swallowed up in it. Yeah. Yeah. I personally um, am grateful that for the most part, I would fall on the side of not having or remembering this type of fantasy. Um, I find myself, when I'm seeing things, usually when I'm awake anyway, um, it's as if I'm visualizing or drawing, expressing, creating. Sometimes I express in the form of... some mountains over there there's a road there's a mailbox there's some guy there talking what's he saying wow why does he look like that i'm so confused see i'm doing that you know like it's not like or at least that's how i'm receiving it so that acts as kind of a barrier uh i think to a lot of these sorts of problems for the again for the most part there's a couple times in my life that I've gotten too swept up in one of my own created fantasies usually they're influenced by or made up of parts of the collective unconscious the subsoil of the collective unconscious but i don't think there was ever a time that i didn't create it i mean outside of like the cult um which is a big exception, I guess, so that most people don't have that kind of experience. But yeah, some of my some of the shit I got swept up in back then was made up by someone else. But anyway, okay. Um, what what of Jung's fantasies did he regard as precognitive? It is important to note that there were around twelve separate events. One to two. October 19, repeated vision of flood and death of thousands and the voice that said that this will become real. I mean, he's lucky in a sense, obviously, not in another sense, but I don't want to say this. Everybody has that fantasy, you know, Um, and sometimes people say the world's going to end and sometimes they say, you know, whatever is going to crash, China's going to do this whatever you know and it's gonna happen when's it gonna happen this year next month next year in five years within five years in about 10 years before 2030 blah 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 i'm not saying everything falls under the category of that kind of uh, fantasy but like climate change for instance but yeah um uh, my point being that uh Yeah, when something big does happen, then the people who have that type of fantasy get to say, ah, I'm psychic, I was right, and then be 100% confident in their uh, delusions for the rest of their lives. I'm not saying Jung falls in that category. I'm not saying he doesn't fall in that category. I'm saying that category is wide. It's a big category. So, greatness can come out, maybe, of folks who find themselves in that category. There was a group of people, I mean, a lot of people were doing all kinds of funky stuff back then, um, but there was a group of people, Light Bearers of Darkness. I haven't read it, but my understanding of it is it was a, a temple, a Golden Dawn style temple that was operating in the Falcon's lineage. And, uh, like, you know, the only one true and holy facebook group and anyway um different lineage slightly cousin brother sister anyway uh yeah they were doing all kinds of like astral work and talking to beings fantasy beings you might say in Jung's language and uh then the war broke out and it just I mean well anyway when more doesn't break out then people are left going oh any day now maybe not maybe i'm full of shit maybe i should get a job you know that kind of thing um three vision of the sea of blood covering the northern lands happens uh four december 12 1913 image of a dead hero 5. December 15, 1913, slaying Siegfried in a dream. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, 6. December 25th, Christmas, 1913, image of the foot of a giant stepping on a state, and images of murder and bloody cruelty. 7. Ju- January 2nd, 1914, image of a sea of blood and enormous dying. 8 January 12 1914 his soul comes up from the depths and ask him asks him if he will accept war and destruction she shows him yeah so it's the 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 lady she shows him images of destruction military weapons human remains sunken ships destroyed states and so forth 9, May 21st, 1914, he hears a voice saying that the sacrificed fall left and right, saying that he receives a voice, he hears a voice, he receives a voice, 10, 12, June, July, 1914, whatever that means, oh, 10 through 12, dream, parentheses, repeated three times, end parentheses, of being in a foreign land and having to return quickly by ship and The Descent of Icy Cold, which is the one that we read about. Okay. I mean, it's interesting. It's nice to learn this stuff, and it also, I think some people uh, treat Jung's conclusions as dogma, or use it, I mean, within the language of a thing, it, the language treats itself as dogma. but one can be aware of this and point it out uh, without being accused of being a basher anti whatever like right? you're supposed to worship the golden dawn or something you know um and like say everything about it was fucking great you know like bad mouthing what to criticize a thing to point out uh the limits of a thing to speak about a thing without Isn't bad-mouthing necessarily not in every case like there's sometimes that folks bad-mouth a thing like Islam uh, and they're coming from a place of racism or xenophobia or some political agenda or they're preaching to a certain kind of audience and it's transparent and it's obnoxious yeah but to talk about islam for instance in a critical way shouldn't be like taboo you know and neither should talking about you or golden dawn or whatever and that's my uh that's my opinion right there see because i'm a crazy crazy leftist, right? Carl Jung, black books.